Hi, and welcome to Are We Europe? Today you're listening to a story from our latest magazine, The Queer Issue. Why Europe isn't the gay-friendly haven people think it is. Read and written by Detmer Kramer. The smell of chlorine on hot summer days always unsettles me. It takes me back to the swimming pool in my hometown of 1,705 people in the north of the Netherlands. At age 15, I was almost drowned by fellow villagers after I had been outed earlier that day. News travels fast when everyone knows each other. Whenever I share this story, people respond in shock. Does that still happen in such a progressive country? In the Netherlands, we have extensive laws to protect us against hate crime, and a wealth of LGBTQ plus civil society organizations. Our pride parades have made us famous worldwide. These things make me feel proud and privileged to be Dutch, but they are only a part of the picture. The Netherlands and Europe as a whole are much more queer phobic than people might think. There are obvious, harrowing examples. Some Polish municipalities have declared themselves to be LGBT-free zones, forcing queer people to go underground or leave their homes. Hungary passed laws banning same-sex adoption, along with ending the legal recognition of transgender and intersex individuals. The European Commission has rightly condemned these attacks, but it must not overlook the legal setbacks and rising violence are happening across the rest of the Union and the continent. Queer people are being targeted everywhere we turn. In its 2021 report, ILGA, the International Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, Trans, and Intersex Association, has warned of a stark rise in abuse and hate speech against LGBTQ people. This is not just coming from increasingly organized groups of bigots on social media, but also from government and mainstream media. In January, Latvia constitutionally restricted the definition of marriage as between one man and one woman. Finland recently rejected the asylum claims of the child of a lesbian couple fleeing persecution in Russia. In the UK, the High Court blocked the access of transgender and non-binary children to puberty blockers. Its judges ruled that under 16-year-olds do not have the mental competency yet to make the life-impacting decision to start their transition. Not having any access to these blockers will deeply impact the mental health of trans and non-binary children, worrying especially as suicide rates among this group are already high. The same legal logic does not apply to intersex babies who are being forced to undergo corrective surgery at birth without any regard for their consent. While the United Nations classifies these surgeries as a human rights violation, only three European countries ban this form of torture, Albania, Malta, and Portugal. Also in the UK, the debate on the rights of transgender people has become violent and vitriolic, with transphobic organizations taking out page-long ads demonizing transgender people. While in Portugal, 
one in five trans and non-binary individuals experienced physical or sexual assault. As recently as 2020, in the Netherlands, a gay couple was repeatedly attacked for holding hands in public in the supposedly inclusive city of Amsterdam. The pattern behind these events is confirmed by data from the European Union Agency for Fundamental Rights. In 2019, they interviewed over 140,000 LGBTQ plus Europeans. And compared to their 2012 survey, rates of discrimination had either stayed the same or worsened. But why? Since the 2008 financial crisis, a swing to the political right in almost all European countries has empowered, or put in power, populist parties who often pursue illiberal values. Their social movements have gained ground at pace with the help of online forums and the global spread of right-wing extremist culture, dusting off old strategies to expand or maintain power these parties are mounting threats to democratic institutions and principles across Europe. Disregard for the rule of law, the dismantling of the judiciary, undermining independent and diverse media. This is what democratic backsliding looks like. What we are witnessing are the direct human costs of these divisive strategies. Weaponizing identities for political gain has a long history in Europe. We honor its consequences in days of remembrance of the victims of Nazi persecution and the atrocities that accompanied the breakup of Yugoslavia, endorsing a rhetoric of family values and conspiracy theories of elitist government control. Europe's populist parties have found an easy target in the LGBTQ plus community a rainbow-colored scapegoat. They are exploiting the vulnerability of a community of a relatively small size and only recent and limited legal protections. Only in 2001 did the Netherlands become the first country in the world to recognize marriage equality. For those who are not directly impacted by attacks on LGBTQ plus rights, it can be easy to scroll past these stories in the news. Even among those who are rightly concerned with democratic backsliding, the curbing of LGBTQ plus rights is rarely considered. They believe the extreme cases of Poland and Hungary are exceptions. This leaves out a crucial chapter in the story of an increasingly right-wing Europe. Alarm bells are ringing, but we are ignoring them, such as the years-long campaign of homophobic fear-mongering in Russia, where so-called LGBTQ plus propaganda has been banned in schools. LGBTQ plus publications have been shut down, and there is a widespread culture of impunity when it comes to hate crimes against the LGBTQ plus community. Condemnation of this amounted, in practical terms, to little more than some football fans sneaking in rainbow flags at the 2018 World Cup. Between 2017 and 2019, dozens of queer men, women, and others were tortured and murdered in Chechnya, yet another atrocity on European soil. The whereabouts of many remain unknown. 
If we want history to stop repeating itself, we must start paying attention to the warning signs. While different communities have been targeted throughout European history, the roots of their discrimination have been and are the same. A distortion of the identity of a vulnerable group to justify power and profit. LGBTQ plus issues are not fringe, and neither are intersecting issues like migration justice, access to abortion, and anti-racism. The legitimacy of a council or a union or a state does not come from cherry-picking who it protects. It stands or falls by its ability to stop injustice for all. Did you like listening to this story? Dive into all our readouts from this issue or previous ones, or listen to our narrative Are We Europe stories wherever you get your earful of audio right now. And don't forget, you can also become an Are We Europe member and connect with storytellers across the continent starting at four euros a month. Just go to areweeurope.com slash member and help us build a new media for a changing continent. That's areweeurope.com slash member.